Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and I have a new guest with me here today, but this episode is going to be a little bit different from our standard format. Normally, my guest picks an episode and we talk about a movie, but this time I want to talk about my guest. And today I have on the line Will Braden. Say hi, Will. Hi, Will. <laughs> uh, Will is here to talk a little bit about PawFest, which is part of Dallas Video Fest. Uh, PawFest will take place Thursday, August 23rd. It was formerly called Cat Video Fest, but now it is going to include dogs as well, hence the name change. This is going to happen Thursday, August 23rd. Um, doors open at 6. Show starts at 7. You can check out tickets on the Texas Theater website. Um, just so you know, what this is going to be is going to be a reel of really popular cat videos that my guest is going to talk about soon. Mm -hmm. um, and a portion of those proceeds are going to go to Made in Texas Assistance Dogs, the Spain Neuter Network, Cat Matchers, and Stray Dogs, Inc. Um, so uh, here to talk a little bit more and delve into that is Will. Will, tell us a little bit about Cat Video Fest and how this reel came about. Yeah, so the 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 Cat Video Fest, or how it is now, is the newest incarnation of what used to be the Internet Cat Video Festival, and that was started in 2012 by the Walker Arts Center in Minneapolis. And uh, Scott Stulen and Katie Hill were basically just watching cat videos instead of doing their work, as many of us have been known to do. And then they realized, <laughs> hey, we work at an art center; we have we can put on these programs and stuff. So they decided to ask for submissions and put together a festival. And they thought maybe a few hundred people would show up. And they ended up getting 11,000. They blocked the freeway both directions. And it, it oh was gosh. absolutely crazy. And I got involved because uh, a short film that I made, Henri, uh, the second one in a series, won the Golden Kitty that year, the, which is sort of like the People's Choice Award and the Oscar together. But for cat videos, so it's even better than both of those. And, <laughs> Great. and then a few years later, uh, Scott had moved on, and I took over curating the reel and sort of looking through 10 to 15,000 cat videos every year and putting together the best ones. And then just uh, last year, um, the walker moved on to other things, and so I took it over myself, and now I run it. And so my full-time job is going around the world and hosting uh, events with cat videos and raising money for cat charities and shelters. And uh, it's really fun. I don't, I won't get to be in, in Dallas for PawFest, un unfortunately, um, but maybe next year. That is so awesome. I, lo I love the way you combine those two passions. Like, uh, sounds like making film, making short clips and your love of cats. Yeah. Um, that's pretty rare to get to do both. So that that's really, really neat. And to, 
you know, also uh, use some of that money to benefit animals in need. Yeah, I think um, this is just an aside, but I think a lot of people in this day and age would benefit from taking a, a, a step back from what they do and what they, their hobbies are and what their interests are and see if there's places where they overlap. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you really love cats and you really love knitting, cat booties or cat hats or whatever. I mean, there's you. So I found this weird little bit in the middle of, you know, loving movies and I like making piano music and I like learning other languages and I love cats. And so that all just sort of came together and it's been very serendipitous. So that's so awesome. So you answered my question and, um, that I was going to ask next, which is how long it's been around. So I know it's been around since around 2012. Is that yeah, right? The, tw- the 2012 was the first one. Okay. Um, and you, so now you are in charge of all the submission process. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. I the buck stops wow. with me for uh, all of the videos. So I get, we get submissions through the website. Um, but to be honest, probably only maybe half of the reel each year is from submissions. A lot of times it's just me scouring the web for, uh, really popular ones or also obscure things. I learned how to say like funny cat or cat mistake in like 12 or 13 languages so i can i can find (laughs) stuff on youtube that should have 10 million views but it only has 18 because it's in polish or something so Mm -hmm. i I want want people to be able to see the reel and go oh i know that one or i've seen that one but if it were all stuff that you'd seen before it wouldn't be as exciting so i try to have some real surprises all the time yeah i was going to ask you that because in this this day and age where everybody has access to the internet and to Mm -hmm. youtube you know that's got to be a long process to find material that's fresh you know some like you said that we recognize and then some that's new um do you do you have any stories about some of your favorite submissions like from the past years well part of it is also just sort of the curating of it and sort of categorizing things and trimming and editing them sometimes you see a video and it's really funny but there's like no sound and you realize that you can't show it in a theater, if there's truly no sound in the middle of something, it's the most awkward moment ever because everyone thinks just something <laughs> broke. So you have to put in like room tone in the background or music, or sometimes there's a video that's really only funny if it's set up by the title. But since I can't show the title, I have to put in a title card. So there's lots of little like editing things like that that sort of that, that make it more of a curated thing rather than just a list of videos, you know, one after another, because then people would feel like, eh, I could have just done this on my laptop at home. But uh, no, the the submission process is really fun because I would say out of every 10 submissions, I get nine where it's just people going, you have to see my little Mitzi. She's the cutest. And then it's just like a video of of a cat like on a bed. And you think, yeah, cute cat, but nothing's happening. I can't show this to thousands of people. Like they're going to be like, yeah, my cat does that too. I think everybody thinks (laughs) their cat and their kid is like the most special in the world. And, you know, there's got to be something there. Um, But no, what's really funny for me is sometimes when I'll see a video that's got, you know, 15 million views, it's gone really viral. And I already am like reaching out to the person that made it to see if they would give me permission to use it. And they say, oh yeah, I already submitted it to your website. And I thought, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's really a fun process. But yeah, I really go through probably, you know, 10 to 15,000 uh, videos. And then I, we come up, I end up using about a hundred, but that's really only a hundred clips. And some of them will go by, I only use like five or 10 seconds sometimes. 
Yeah. Yeah, man, that's got to take a lot of patience and you have to really love what you do. I, I think you're right about those two things that you love just overlapping and like kind of being in a, in a perfect space for something like that. Yeah, it's I mean, a lot of it was just being the right time in the right place. I mean, the the the, the chance that the second Henri video that came out um, got went super viral really, really quickly and it was getting all this attention. And then, you know, two months later, the first internet cat video festival happens. I mean, you can't plan something like that. That's ridiculous. Although I will say I've done press a a lot for various things for Henri and for cat video fest. And I'm surprised how many times people uh, ask me, so when you were in film school, were you planning on doing something like this? And I went, are you kidding? (laughs) How could you? Yeah. I just was like, man, I just need to wait for somebody to invent YouTube. And then I, then I've got it made like, no, of course not. I had no idea. (laughs) that any of this was going to happen. But it really has been fun. And I've gotten to know like some other sort of like celebrity cats and stuff like Lil Bub and Grumpy Cat. That's so cool. (laughs) It is really a very, very niche community. You know, (laughs) it's it's sometimes we we end up together at events or uh, at like a summit or whatever. Like we we did a panel at South by Southwest a couple of years ago and we start having these conversations and then we get all really excited and then we just go, there's no one else to talk to about this. You know, if you're a podiatrist, you can talk to other podiatrists. You probably work with other podiatrists or at least other doctors, but we just don't have that. We have to wait until we get together and then go, oh man, did you see that other video? Oh yeah. boy. Oh, did you see that new t-shirt from the other one? Yeah. It's a very strange, (laughs) strange, surreal world. How, how many uh, cities does Catfest hit up each year? Oh, I, I mean, it, it varies each year because we're uh, since I've taken it over, we've. I, I mean, obviously, I've started to build up a little bit um, from what was done before. Um, so, in the peak of Cat Video, uh, Cat, the Internet Cat Video Festival, I mean, I think they'd been to over a hundred cities for sure. Wow. Um, and then a few other countries. And then since I've taken it over, I think we've probably been under my control maybe to 40 so far. But we've also wow. been in like Sweden and, you know, Ireland, Austria, the UK, Canada, stuff like that too. Australia, we played in Sydney. And so it isn't, I've, my goal is to have it be a little more universal if, as possible. Um, and I, that also means either finding places where people generally speak decent enough English, they can follow like some of the subtitles or sometimes I even have to, uh, you know, do subtitles in another language. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to think about, but I think the love of cats is pretty universal. Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah. And that's the thing too, is I I definitely people I've had cynically ask me sort of, well, these videos are all online. So what's the point? And, you know, my glib answer is, well, that's sort of like saying I've got every Radiohead album on my iPod. So why should I ever go to a concert? It's a different experience, you know, not just because it's curated and edited and things like that, but also just because, when you're in a theater with a lot of other people experiencing something together, it, it's a whole different feeling. And just the fact that you can do some good for cats and raise some money uh, for local shelters, that's just, I mean, that's just a bonus. I mean, that's that's part of the, part of the, um, the DNA of people that love cats and love cat videos is that they're generous and that they really care about the welfare of cats. And so this wouldn't exist without being a benefit to local shelters, local animal welfare organizations. And PAWFEST is a perfect example of that. It's just, there's no shortage in the Dallas area of 
you know, people doing really good work and shelters doing really good work and necessary work. And so people, people would sort of, uh, not revolt, but they would sort of turn their head and quizzically, if you said, if you did shows like this and didn't, you, you know, use this incredible opportunity to help cats in need, why would you not? I mean, yeah, it's that I really am excited. I'm, I'm getting my tickets and I'm going to go to Cat Fest. I've never been, so I'm, 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 ex- I'm anxious to see. Well, and this is the first. So I'm a little nervous because um, usually the reel is all cats. I mean, there are dogs in there, but only sort of interacting with other cats and things like that. Um, uh-huh. But just because we wanted this to be a little more universal and reach reach out and extend an olive branch to the dog people. I put a bunch of funny dog <laughs> videos in there too. Um, Oh, and so this to me feels very, it's like this little hybrid of you know what I usually do, uh, so I'm excited. But at the same time, I I wish I were there in person to see it. But it just it, it's <laughs> this is a really busy time, obviously for shows for us, and so I just just wasn't able to do it. But like I said, maybe next year if this is successful enough, if enough people go there and we do enough good and help enough cats, then we'll do it again next year for sure. Excellent. Yeah, I, I'll admit I have two dogs and they're sitting behind me right now uh, because if I leave them in the other room, they run across the wooden floor and you can hear them. Um, so so I keep them on my bed in their in their bed to keep them quiet and they'll, they'll put up with it for a little while. But um, but I'll admit for a dog person like me uh, that that does appeal to me, um, including dogs, too. So, so yeah, and okay. it was a little difficult because people have asked me before, like, you know, are you interested in starting dog video fest? And it just, it seems like a much more challenging endeavor because the dogs and cats just have a complete different like position in our, in in our collective consciousness in terms of what they are. Cats are sort of aloof and kind of feel like they're too cool for you. And so when one of them sort of falls off a chair or something, we chuckle at it. Whereas like if you saw a little puppy fall off a chair, you'd go, Oh, poor puppy. Is he okay? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's, it's different. We want to see cats in bad scenarios i mean not in you know in, in danger but we want to see cats kind of get their comeuppance because they're so full of themselves whereas dogs are so obedient and and you know friendly it's sort of like well finding videos with them it's just more sort of silly stuff rather than like dog fails so i think i got a fair amount of stuff in there but but we'll see i'm sure i'm sure people will like it that's true, man. I never thought about that, but uh, getting a video of like my pug falling down would probably be an everyday occurrence. Right. <laughs> it would just be here. He is falling again today. Yeah, I never thought about that, but you're right. They're they're a good deal goofier, I think. Yeah, and well, and I I could have put a whole uh, section of this reel of just pugs snoring. I mean, if I had wanted to, that could have been a montage <laughs> because it's, it's, there are a lot of videos of pugs snoring. But oh, again, yeah. yeah, it's. But again, it's sort of like there's there's a reason why cat videos are so much more popular than dog videos. Even though I I would argue cats and dogs are sort of equally. Um, as popular as pets. Um, And I think it's because cat owners don't get as much chance to sort of show off their cats or socialize. I mean, there aren't any cat parks like there are dog parks. There's no, there's no take your cat to work day. You know, there's no, you never get on a flight and see someone with a service cat. I mean, very rarely. So the, the internet became kind of the de facto, you know, virtual cat park. And so I think because of that cat videos became 
more of a thing than dog videos. Not that there aren't any dog videos. There's billions, but it's just not a as much of a thing as cat videos, you know? Oh, for sure. No, I, I think that's absolutely true. And to kind of transition, let's talk about your cat video. You mm-hmm. mentioned it already about Henri. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Henri, so Henri is, it's, his name is Henri Le Chat Noir, which means the black cat in French. And he speaks French uh, and he is sort of suffering an existential crisis. And the series of videos started when I was in film school and I had to do a project where I had to do a profile of someone and (laughs) I had procrastinated way too long and I didn't have anybody to do a profile of, but I was house sitting for a family member and uh, Henry is the real name of the cat uh, was there. And I thought maybe I'll do a profile of the house cat and do it as like a parody of a lot of these old uh, French, uh, you know, philosophical films that we've been watching in film school and and <laughs> and if i did you know, if i make it funny enough maybe they won't notice i didn't really follow the directions and it worked i got an a and then uh nothing really happened much of it from it and then a year years later i put it up on youtube just so people could share it. i think it had a few hundred thousand views after a couple of years and then i made a facebook page for the character just sort of on a lark and everyone came out of the woodwork like you have to do a sequel to this you need we need to see another one we want more of Henri and so then I made the second one in 2012 and it went totally viral it got a million views in in a few days I think and celebrities were retweeting it and uh, I got a book deal to do a book of of observations of honorees and and then of course the the festival happened and uh, it won the golden kitty and was in sort of a lot of articles and things like that and it it just sort of took off and I since then made uh, 10 or 11 other videos and I just this year made Henri's final retirement video so he can be left I in saw peace that. yeah because he's just I was, like, was going to ask you I was like is he really retiring yeah and he's in good health he's not it's okay. not there's nothing wrong with him he's just getting older and I mean people don't realize I mean he was like one and a half or two when we made the first video in 2006 and so he's you know 14-ish and I just wanted him to have a proper goodbye for fans and and so he could sort of retire in peace just not only the character but the actual cat because he used to get really excited when I came over to shoot uh, videos he, because he liked the warm lights and he liked all the attention and we give him treats and stuff he, he really did I, I'd show up and he, he with all my camera equipment and he would jump up on the kitchen table which is where we would like brush him and get him ready for the shots and now he's just now he looks at me and he just sort of keeps laying there on the couch so i think he's just kind of over it you know he wants to retire like 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 gene hackman you know he's he's done everything (laughs) he deserves to just relax in his twilight years so but it was really really a lot of fun and um i've been able to do a lot of events and book signings and stuff and people really really like the character and it's funny because a lot of people have said, Henri is my spirit animal. And I go, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> he's, 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 a little negative. he's pretty negative. Um, but what's funny is the more, the, the more negative and despondent I can make him for the sake of comedy, the more people like it. Like the more... I agree, yeah. We have, there's a line in one of the things where he's looking over the top of this little box and he's lamenting all the other cats in his house. And he says, I'm surrounded by morons. And people kept saying like, oh, I really want that on a coffee mug or I want that on a mouse pad. And I thought, really? Okay. And then we put it on the store and it was like a big seller. And I thought, that's really antagonistic to put, to have to go to work and have a mouse pad that says I'm surrounded by morons. I mean, I would be offended by that. But <laughs> Maybe it, they work from home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's been a lot of fun. And again, it's, it, it's led to what I'm doing now. And so 
I, I, w- I was very cognizant along the process of like, I want to learn as much as I can as I go so that when this wave hits the shore, I've got something else that I can be doing because I knew that I couldn't make these on videos forever. And I wanted to parlay it into something else. So anytime I had a chance to per, you know, to participate in something, to learn more about, you know, social media or to learn more about marketing or, or even more film or anything or, or putting on events, I was all ears and yeah. I sunk my claws in, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do want to highlight, uh, you know, that Roger Ebert yes. called your second video the best internet cat video ever made. Yes. And that's saying something because there are a lot. Yeah. That and that that was huge. <laughs> I was a huge Roger Ebert fan. I was so sad when he passed. And then I, I, I remember someone mentioning it to me, I think on Facebook, but they didn't do a link or anything. They just said, Roger Ebert loves this. And I thought they were just joking. And I, so I wrote, ha ha ha, you know, in on like as myself and they went, no, 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 really. And so then I like Googled it and I saw he had just tweeted about it and I thought, Oh my God. And then I actually got to meet um, someone who was formerly an assistant of his years later, two years later after, and after he had passed away and I mentioned it, um, and I said, probably, you know, some intern wrote that or something. Who knows if he actually saw it? And that guy was like, no, he, especially after he lost his speech, he did all of his social media. He'd every post, everything. So if he wrote that, he absolutely saw it and he absolutely wrote it himself. And so I thought, oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. I mean, I'm, I'm getting married later this year. I'm hope to have a child and that'll oh, still be, that'll still be the best thing that ever happened to me is Roger Ebert. <laughs> sorry, future children. <laughs> yeah, I can't, fine. I'm sorry. But there was. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so before we started recording, you had mentioned you've done, this has led a little bit to some professional work with cats too. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I got to be um, a consultant on the movie Nine Lives with uh, Kevin Spacey, who used to be an actor, um, and Jennifer Garden, Garner and Christopher Walken, who Christopher Walken is, is on a huge Henri fan too. He would interrupt oh, people in his interviews and make them watch Henri on the on the youtube it was hilarious and i've seen some video of it of him doing like press junkets and they'll be talking to him about a movie and then in the middle of it he'll be like have you heard of Henri? he's a cat he's suffering from crisis (laughs) it's just it's so surreal but no so nine lives is its movie barry sonnenfeld directed it who directed uh, like men in black you know a lot of these huge movies and it, it, it was a, a ridiculous experience. It was very weird because th- they wanted a montage of, of cat videos it, it, during the opening credits. And so they basically mm. gave me some parameters of things they wanted. And I sort of sought them out and found the contact information for them and everything and sort of put together this montage that, that they used. And then so they'd given me actually the voiceover that Kevin Spacey says at the beginning to sort of try to match to some of the videos, at least the beats of it. And he had a couple of lines. I can't remember exactly what they were, but the point of the movie is that he hates cats and then he gets turned into a cat. But I'm bummed. Spoiler <laughs> alert. And, and they had him saying some really mean stuff. And I was like, you can have him be like not a cat dude, but you, you can't have him say some of this stuff. Like you'll lose cat people in the first two seconds of the movie and they were sort yeah. of like nah, nah, nah. and then when i finally got to see the movie they used a bunch of my line suggestions and changed things i thought oh that's pretty cool oh my but it was they <laughs> flew my uh, girlfriend and i down to los angeles for the premiere um 
they had some other like famous cat people there and we got to stay at the four seasons in beverly hills it was it was insane it, it was surreal and then we got to watch the movie and you know it was it was um there was a lot of um it it didn't there wasn't it wasn't good I don't know. I just wouldn't. <laughs> it, it was it was but an it interesting. Got a lot out of it. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And then I was watching through the credits, and my girlfriend was so excited to be like, "I want to see where your name is." And then we just the credits kept going and kept going and kept going. And they credited Henri. Henri has a cameo in it. They shot him against the green screen. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And then I was like, "Well, I guess I'm not. I didn't make the credits. That's fine." And then literally the very last thing before like the end of the credits, it says like something like cat video consultant will braid i was like yes i made it so if you watch that movie and i really don't suggest that you do um watch till the very end of the credits and you'll see my name is like the last thing on there but it, it was a fun experience even though the movies but i mean there were a whole bunch of kids at the premiere and the kids were going nuts for it so i guess maybe just it wasn't wasn't for me but kids loved it so God bless them. That's awesome. I'm pretty tempted now, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've kind of walked through some of my questions, and as we're sort of getting towards the end here, I want to ask you, uh, what what's your favorite movie? Like, if you were to come back, and and if you can, please come back and and talk about one of your favorite films. Boy, I would love to. I would love to. Oh, yay. Um, awesome. That so I have. <sighs> I really like Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, is one of my no one's picked that yet. That's so. a surprise. Um, but I feel inclined, like if I were to do it, I might want to do a comedy. One of my favorite comedies is The Russians Are Coming. The Russians Are Coming. It's an old comedy with Carl Reiner and Alan Arkin, and uh, it's set in this fictional uh, East Coast town. And these Russians. Uh, submarine crashes and they it's really really funny and it's absolutely silly and it's my go-to to show people if they think oh i don't really like older comedies they're too broad it doesn't you know it doesn't work for me this movie is hilarious and it's really cool so i, I might want to do something like that i also love the movie out of sight by steven soderbergh um is a good example of like a crime slash comedy slash romance <laughs> um so I would say of those three, I would be willing to do any of those three. Lawrence of Arabia would be a lot to digest. I mean, it's like 14 it hours long. <laughs> it's hard to watch without feeling really thirsty. <laughs> so right. I, that might be a little much to, to, to you know, deconstruct or, or to unpack, I think. Maybe The Russians Are Coming would be a better choice. There is a movie called uh, The Fall, I don't know, by Tarsem. I don't know if you've seen it. It stars Lee Pace. It was probably made in, I don't know, 2004 or five, And it's uh, a fan fantasy sort of story. And it's set in Hollywood in the early part of the 20th century. And there's this guy who's in the hospital um, because he's uh, he was a stunt guy. And he fell off a horse and hurt himself. And he's recuperating. And there's a girl in the hospital. And she's got her arm in a cast. And he can't get out of bed. And so he, he starts telling her a story and then stopping the story and then telling her she's got to do stuff for him before he'll tell her more of the story. And that's how he gets her to do things for him. And half of the movie is that story. And half of it is her, her imagination of what the story is that he's telling. 
And it's this sort of fantasy Wizard of Oz kind of thing. And it's beautifully shot. It was shot in something like 25 different countries all over the world. It's it's insane. It's wow. it's, one, it's my go-to movie that I force someone to watch if they haven't seen it. And it would be really interesting to discuss. So I'm willing to do a comedy, but if you haven't seen The Fall, I would say like look up the trailer on YouTube and you'll either lo- look at it and go, oh, I got to see this. Or you'll look at it and go, eh, not for me. It's very, it's very easily identifiable as like, I got to see this or I do not have any desire to see this. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on and really enjoy talking to you about how you combine these two passions in such a like artistic and fun and just exciting way. Um, and I hope to have you back soon. I am going to hit you up. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would love to be back. And thanks again. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this little mini-sode to tide you over until next week. Uh, Once again, PawFest in Dallas will be at the Texas Theater on Thursday, August 23rd. Doors open at 6, show starts at 7, and you can find tickets on the Texas Theater website. And also check out catvideofest.com to learn more about Will Braden. And I'm going to post some of the links to his YouTube videos and other websites in the show notes. So please check that out. Thank you so much. Thank you.